spread one love, okay? Thanks for tuning in to us, the Eminem Show. Welcome back to another serious, funny, quirky, lively, who knows where we're going to (laughs) go, awesome conversation of the Eminem show, 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 show. I can go lower than that when I thought I could. <laughs> Molly, that was, you got it. You got it. That was the yeah. cutest thing along. I'd like to thank <laughs> Philip Morris for my baritone voice. Well, thank you, DC, Philadelphia, Baltimore, because that's where the majority of our uh, viewers are tuning in from. Thank you for joining us again. Super excited! It is a Tuesday, as per usual. We are. Live at the One Love Massive headquarters in the Shaw neighborhood of Washington, D.C. And we are here with, as per usual, the M in Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) Molly Rulin. I got so confused for a second. I was like, me too. Where are we going? What's happening? Hello. You're, you're the first M. <laughs> yeah, I figured that out. M&M. It took me a few seconds. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, God. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's been that kind of a week. It is. How it you is. ladies doing? Good, good, yeah. And we are here with the other M. Oh, okay. In <laughs> M&M. <laughs> Mills, J. Mills. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Good to see you. It's good to see you, too. And I'm Nikki MG, the N in Eminem. And we are here with a very special guest this evening, Sherry Wright of Before Harlem, beforeharlem.com. We're going to get into your website and all that gloriousness in a little bit. But, um, you know, we always like to start off our conversation with just checking in more deeply about how each of us are, what's been going on in our lives, because this is a show about uh, conversations and how to use conversations to really get to know people and show interest in people. And maybe sometimes our viewers will be like, oh, wow, I need to check in with people more often and just see how people are doing, you know. So that's what we're modeling here. So... I'm going to start with you, Miss Sherry. How are you this week? I'm good. What's been going on with you? Working. Working my full-time job and working on this site and getting it up and running and getting more contributors. So that's what I've been working on. Uploading events. <coughs> um, it's a long process. <laughs> Hustling. Yeah. Well, I love your website. We're going to talk more about it later. Thank you. Beforeharlem.com, everyone. Check it out. It's beautiful and it's awesome. You need to know about it. Jay Mills, how was your week? It was fantastic. My son turned five. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. What a milestone. Right? He's like so ready for five. He had so many plans. <laughs> what, just plan? knew. what plans does he have? I don't know. He just used to be like, ever since he was three, he'd be like, when I'm five years old? <laughs> like, Yo, what's happening when you're five? Like, what's, what's so big? He's like, he can, um, he can learn kung fu. Oh. And he can go scuba diving. 
and he can go to Disney World. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> who, five is awesome, dude. Who set the standard five age limit for scuba diving? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and how does he know that? That's really <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I don't think you can do scuba. Maybe snorkel, but um, no, you can't. With little Jelani Jacques Cousteau <laughs> out here. <laughs> but um, that was cool. Had the birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. And, Classic. Um, yeah. We had dinner at Red Lobster. I didn't tell him anything about any plans for his birthday at all. The only thing he knew was that he was going to get some toys that was it so it was really nice just he was so surprised by everything by red lobster he loves lobster he's so fancy and then um the chuck e cheese cheese biscuits yeah yeah of course and then with the chuck e cheese he didn't know that he it was his birthday party he thought that you know he was like i just want to go to chuck e cheese for my birthday i'm like okay we can go to chuck e cheese and i was like jelani it's um it's my friend's birthday uh, we're gonna celebrate her birthday. Like, but what about my birthday? Can I have cake? <laughs> when they sing to me. That's so adorable. I was like, aw, you can have cake. So every time one of his friends showed up, it was just like the pure, unadulterated joy and shock. Like, ah, that's so it, cute. It became sensory overload. It was like more kids. He kind of was like, yeah. <laughs> Remember when you used to get that excited about anything in life? Yes. Vaguely. He was so a little hazy, to be honest. That's awesome. I have this video. He was too turnt. He was too turnt. So, yeah, that was my week, you know. Um, The sun turned five. Another week closer to the Women's Holistic Healing Summit at the end of the month on the 31st at Howard. Nice. Um, You know, yeah. Will's turning. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing about your week. Oh, I got to give a shout out to Jabba. Shout out to Jabba who came to D.C. to kick it and record music. He's from South Africa. He's That's amazingly right. talented. He put me on to some amazing artists that I had just never heard of. And shout outs to you, Jabba, for coming through and staying at Elevation B&B. Elevation B&B has um, 420 Friendly Properties. And they stayed there. It was dope. Shout out to them. That's it. Okay, that's my week. No, that's dope. <laughs> Where can people find out about the elevated elevation? Properties? Elevation. Um, yeah. That's elevation-bnb.com. Elevation-bnb.com. Yep, yep, yep. Is that just DC based or like? For now, but we are definitely rapidly expanding. And that's something you're involved with. I I'm involved with it. Self-promotion. A little bit. Let's do it big. Be proud of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're about. Indeed. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, how was your week, Molly? My week was good. Um, I'm ready for this winter to be over. Seriously. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I went to um, Costa Rica for six days, and that was really awesome, and I was able to move around and jump up and not be in a bunch of pain and, you know, be super active and be in the ocean and Very um, nice. move around a lot. And then I came back and now, like, everything hurts all the time. I can't leave my house. But 
Um, I'm pretty sure it'll be over soon. I'm excited to get back on my bike and, you know. Shout outs yeah. to your beach hair, yo. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get it curly again because it was so straight for so long. It's hot. It's coming back slowly. It's like freshly tossed. You know, <laughs> you know how I like it, David. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not saying no more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's too I early. It just happened. Too I don't know what just happened. <laughs> My naughty Nina show. came out. We haven't even got there yet. Oh, well. Freshly tossed. Well, welcome back to the DC Grind with freshly tossed hair. <laughs> um... My week was uh, pretty, I don't know. I'll just say this. I am feeling more and more pregnant like every day. Like I'm feeling bigger and more back pain and the baby is kicking all the time. And I'm just like, calm down in there, you know, (laughs) like I'm trying to rest. Um... And so it's it's pretty cool. It's uh, new and different and um, exciting and overwhelming at the same time. So, um, you know, and it's been making me extra sleepy and extra tired. So shout out to all the moms out there, especially working moms um, who are making it happen. Despite how growing a baby or taking care of a little battery in essence really <laughs> uh can wear you out mm-hmm. so um it is the month of march still and it is uh women's month right yeah right is it is a whole month it is entirely yeah. a month a whole about month. women yeah. women history so you know i brought some things in honor of that one just for all women femme identified individuals to remember that you are a queen dignified (laughs) (laughs) why are we laughing at this i don't know no it was a pause that you took (sighs) trying to be deliberate sometimes i'm slow but i brought the tiara as a reminder uh that we're all queens we're all dignified and we all are rulers of our own destinies and to stand in our power and i also brought this rose for all of us to really just share and enjoy throughout the show then i'm gonna take it home and put it back (laughs) in the water from whence it came it looks magical (laughs) But it is. But um, this is, I brought this also as a reminder to all the ladies out there, regardless if you have a man or a partner or not, get yourself some flowers. Do nice things to treat yourself. Um, I happen to like fresh flowers in my home. They make me happy and smile. And uh, they were like $9 at the grocery store for a dozen. So I was like, I'm doing this for me. Um, so whatever that is for you, do that for you in honor of Women's History Month because you're awesome and we do a lot. And so speaking of Women's History Month, um, I wanted to ask you ladies uh, who are different women today or throughout history that um, inspire you or have... Uh, you know, influence your leadership and and your drive to keep going. Um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, 
for me, first, I guess, would be my mom, for sure. Um, my mom was, a. she just raised me very, revol- in a very revolutionary way. And, um, just knowing about my heritage, shout outs to Choctaw Indians, Native Americans, shout outs to, um, my ancient Chinese heritage and whatnot, you know, shout outs to my mom, shout outs to Madam CJ Walker. It's another great inspiration to me to just do it and do it big and, and take care of the homies and be a socialite and be fabulous as fuck. Just do it. Like Madam CJ Walker with what she did for not just, you know, black hair cosmetology and taking ownership of that entire industry, but she quietly was one of the fundraisers for the Harlem Renaissance and providing spaces, investing in, you know, performance spaces and just putting on this place that allowed for these artists to rise and and make that scene. So shout out to Madam CJ Walker for being the first (laughs) female millionaire in these United States of America and giving back to the community in the most fabulous fun way ever yo she put the fun in fundraise she sure did yeah that's excellent thank you <laughs> i feel like she doesn't get enough love we yeah. need to give more love she does man. madam cj walker yeah. what about you molly Who's oh man i'm not ready i'm not ready you what? gotta go to sherry next you gotta yeah you gotta go to sherry next <laughs> i'm not ready Why me? i got next. all distracted and like dreamy about madam and i was like wow then i completely forgot what I was going to say. Well, <laughs> get it together, ladies. My answer is Nikki Mil- <laughs> Nikki Mills. Nikki Mills. Nikki Lewis. My answer oh. myself. And I'm Jay kidding. Mills. <laughs> well, uh, one of the women uh, that inspires me the most is uh, Shirley Chisholm. And, mm. um, you know, she's a, a Caribbean-American uh, living in uh, Brooklyn, New York, um, she became the, uh, local representative, um, one of the first, you know, black female representatives, uh, in Congress, but she was the first black woman to actually run for president. Um, and this was like back in the like seventies. Um, and, uh, you know, it was at a time when, one, there weren't even a lot of women in Congress at all. Not that there's a whole lot today, but um, there weren't a lot of women. There certainly weren't a lot of uh, black women in Congress. And, um, you know, if you've ever run any kind of uh, electoral or policy campaign before, you know that Um, People always say this, well, it's not politically feasible right now, or it's not feasible. So no one thought it was politically feasible for her to run because they didn't think she would win. Um, But she did it anyway, despite all of the opposition and, um, you know, got a lot of support for it. Um, She didn't win, but her run was monumental and um, certainly has inspired a lot of other women uh, to run for, for local and national politics. So mm-hmm. speaking of which, Hey, shameless plug for the dump Trump Dems for action. Yes. Slate for the DC democratic state Com- committee. Yes. Um, of which 
myself, yes, Jay Mills, yes, and Molly Ruland, yes, yes, yes are exactly. all running uh, on. Pew, pew, pew. And you can vote for pew, pew. us <laughs> June nineteenth in the DC Democratic primary. Go to www.dcboe. That stands for DC Board of Education. Um, dot gov so that you can register to vote and find out where your polling place is. Everything is there. It's pretty nav- navigable. Is that a word? Navigatable. Um, navigatable. That's not a word either. Anyway, go to the website navigable. and figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and you can listen to me, Nikki, and, and Mills butcher more words. And you I Which, can spell it. <laughs> spelling may not be our strong suit, but uh, or speaking, but <laughs> or speaking, but we do uh, promise to um, make decisions and get people involved from um, our centers of our values of things that are important to us and to all of us. That is people, actual people, and their opportunities to be healthy to have great child care, to have great public schools, to have uh, access to arts and culture here in the district, to have the freedom to smoke marijuana when and where they want, and to live in a safe city that is prosperous for all, and not just for the big corporate billionaires and developers, but for regular old folks like me and you. That's what we're going to be thinking about, and that's why you should vote for us and everyone on... The Dump Trump Slate. Boom. Boom. June 19th. Dump Trump. Vote. Dems for action. And uh, Shirley Chisholm. We wouldn't be running if it wasn't for people like Shirley Chisholm. So, boom. That's how it all comes back around. Molly Ruland. Oh, back to me again. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) Although I feel like whenever I get put on the spot, I like choke. You know, like you know how like you want to buy certain CDs or tapes, and then you get to the record store and then you like blank out. Tapes. I know. I had to bring it back. <laughs> Cassette tapes. But like you know how you like you go to the grocery store and there's all these things you need to get, and you get in there and you're just like, Ugh. like you can't think of anything. Does that happen to you guys? I think of everything. Unfortunately, yeah, it's the opposite. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I start just. I, I got d- banana milk. Dude, that shit is the bomb, the though. Bomb. I don't even know what that is. It is the best is? thing in the milk world. Banana flavoring, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, it's, well, it's, it's bananas and milk. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the international aisle where like all of those different nectars and stuff will yeah. be, and where the box milk is, you know, the rice milk, yeah. coconut milk, soy milk, the hemp milk, all those alternative milks. Banana milk. Banana milk. That shit is so good. I don't good. know if I've ever seen the hemp milk. In a in smoothie? I've either. seen hemp no. milk. What? Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Girl. They got it in Wegman, certain giants. Aldi. And definitely, yeah. yeah. Aldi, Yes Market. Do they have it at the Safeway? Now that I don't know because there's no Safeway near me. That's where I go because it's in my neighborhood and it's the unionized store. But it's a nice, isn't that the Piney Branch Safeway? Yeah. <laughs> That's my Safeway. Yeah. It's a nice Safeway. Although I did try to collect signatures there a couple weeks ago, and what they happened? they kicked me out because they were <laughs> like, "You need to get permissions," and they gave me the number to get permission, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll like send you the permission two weeks from now." I was like, "I'm trying to collect signatures right now," but um, I still love you, Safeway, and still go there. Shout out UFCW. Oh, look for. I wonder if we had to get permission to do what we did. Well, I don't know. I mean, they didn't chase us out, so. Well, we didn't get chased out, but 
Anyway, <laughs> so who are who is who is the woman that you're excited to uh, shout out for Women's History Month? Well, I know I'm forgetting like a lot of women, and I'm gonna go home and think of like twelve and be pissed off at myself that I didn't think of them. But um, one woman that I've always really looked up to is Lucille Ball. Hmm. I love her. Me too. She's just like a badass, strong woman. She like made a lot of strides in her time, um, and she remained funny. And I think that's like really awesome. You know, to be able to do what she did and have a voice, but still be able to, like, make fun of herself and, like, make other people laugh, um, but still be taken seriously, you know? And she ran shit, too, you know she what I mean? Um, I don't have all the great stats like you did about your woman of history, but... That's okay. She was a badass. <laughs> That's all everyone needs well, to know. Well, this is also what's dope about <clears throat> Lucille Ball. She is gorgeous. Indeed. And had a fabulous style. Indeed. And... She had a comedy show and was representing like an interracial or intercultural sure. relationship before that stuff was like really it was on a big and popping. It was a big deal. For so sure. shout out. And they discussed that in the show too. Like they didn't shy away from it. You know what I mean? In fact, there was an episode where um, the high society or whatever is going to induct her and they, uh, they come to the house and they have an issue with her Latino husband and they Ooh. try to make it into something that's not. And she tells him to fuck right off. It's pretty amazing. You know what I mean? Um, and that was what all that mattered. You know what I mean? This is like high society, Hollywood, all of that. And she stuck by her man. Um, and so they definitely addressed those things. They didn't just like present <laughs> it. They like really talked about it, you know. But the show still remained funny. Yes. You know, um, yeah. she was such an incredible comic and like all her facial. I mean, she was just really um, an incredible woman. You know, Great comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Her and um, I just forgot her name again. Jesus Christ. Joan Rivers, because Joan Rivers was the first woman on vaudeville. Hmm. And so I have a lot of respect for her for that. You know, she was doing. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how old she is <laughs> or was. <laughs> she died. Didn't Joan Rivers die? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just like a year or two. Like in ago. 2016, when every famous person we loved right, and like, cared for died. Yeah. Like she died in the shadow of Prince. And it was right. just like, yeah. Oh. It's like, whatever. Oh, God. Well, no. It's, I, I, I remember well, I guess, hearing yeah, about it. And, for sure. you know. But it was, I mean, Prince, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Joan Rivers is one of those w- w- women who's like, <clears throat> or people that's a little bit easy to dismiss because of all the like, Mean things she said. Yeah, like yeah, she said things. some controversial things. Well, she's like, like old and probably like inherently racist and fucked up. Let's like yeah, put it like, into I the feel right like lens. Some you know, racist like, stuff. But I don't know. Do y'all watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, oh, of course you do. Yo, she is like, oh god, what's the queen of shade that died saying <laughs> shady shit? You know who I'm talking about? Yes, the lady, uh, 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 Tur- the uh, Terrell house. Yes, yes, Lady yes. Terrell. Lady Terrell, yo, Joan Rivers was Lady. Yo, she was Terrell. She was badass though. She was like, <laughs> she tell Cersei's I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I can't co-sign every bit of her moral character, (laughs) and I'm not trying to go there, but uh, I will give her props for being the first woman on vaudeville in 1910 or whenever the fuck that was. I'm like, wait, what is vaudeville? (laughs) Probably like a super racist, sexist organization that took advantage of a lot of people. Like just like everything that exists. This is true. Is the vaudeville the people that did like blackface, or is that something very closely related? Shit, really? What they did was black plays as white people. 
Really? Yeah. Vaudeville isn't uh-huh. something else. Damn it. Mm. <laughs> we got Okay. <laughs> I'm never speaking again, man. I just keep getting it wrong every <laughs> fucking time. Vaudeville also did employ people of color and it was um I mean va- the whole the whole extra personality that people of color were clowned on. And then it became successful. Mm. Well, on Wikipedia, it says a type yeah. of <laughs> this is what Wikipedia says yeah. a type of entertainment popular chiefly in the U.S. in the early 20th century, featuring a mixture of specialty acts such as burlesque comedy mm-hmm. and song and dance. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's it. It doesn't definitely not racist. Of course, it doesn't. It's that. not like, and they treated people of color horribly. <laughs> but I mean, wait, let me look and see what images pop up associated with vaudeville. But it was popular from the 1890s till the 1930s, and just the fact that she was the first woman in that shit, I give her respect for that. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's different because okay. she was also a woman, yeah. and like I mean. Yo, shout out to Suitland Theater, Theater History, the history of theater, just period. Um, you know, the whole Chitlin circuit and then just women and women's rights and the right to be sexy and not be raped for it. Right. It was a battle. You know, I'm not going to minimize yeah. what it is for her to right. be in that circuit and bring respect to dancers and women and bring money and notoriety for sure it's probably why she was so mean (laughs) she was like i'm fuck all of you pretty much sick your shit yeah i can't imagine the shit she's she had to deal with yeah because back then too didn't they like all like all men played the women's roles right like in in theater a lot of times they would just like men would dress up as women as opposed to hiring women is that correct that would be kabuki theater and shakespearean Shakespearean stuff see i'm very uneducated but japanese theater was totally all men like flat out they're like give women no money but the <sighs> good the good news is that in my quick initial scan of vaudeville i don't see anything racist blatantly but i'm sure if we dig a little deeper because it's america there's yeah, always something of but of course but I it's mean, not like it's blatant at least no, on i mean it's the like if you skimmings. were to google rock and roll would you see racism well, you would have to know the history <laughs> of rock and roll to understand, you know, certain key elements. Exactly. That, you know. So keep digging. <laughs> keep digging. But no, Bonville's and- cool. Shout outs to being extra. Shout outs to burlesque. Shout outs to being just body with your comedy. Body. Body oh. comedy. Interesting. So this says that. In, in 1880, the Industrial Revolution had changed the once world face of America, and half the population was now concentrated in towns and cities. So basically, uh, the, the real people had very little cash and leisure time. So most variety shows were too coarse for women or children to attend, and minstrel shows were already declining in popularity. Minstrel That's the name show. I was going for. Yes. Minstrel yeah. show is yes. the racist joke. Yes, and then came vaudeville, which was like minstrel, but... But white. not quite but, right. as blatant. Exactly. Slightly less racist. <laughs> Slightly less racist. So, but only a little. Like so, diet. Yeah, so vaudeville also tried <laughs> diet to... Diet racism. <laughs> diet racism. Um, Zero uh, calories. <laughs> racism clear. Yes. Oh All God. of the disrespect. Zero calories. Seriously. <laughs> 
Vaudeville also tried to bridge a social gap that divided American audiences audiences ever since the upper and lower classes clashed in a deadly 1849 riot. Yes. Yo, people used to battle over workers' rights and shit in America, mm. like bloody. Gangs in New York, yo. Yeah, so the Astor Plays Riot of 1849 Entertainment in New York City was divided the class uh, among class lines. Opera was chiefly for the upper, middle, and classes, and minstrel shows and melodramas for the middle class and variety shows and concert saloons for men of the working class and the slumming middle class. Vaudeville <laughs> what was developed. Website <clears throat> is this? Vaudeville Musicals 101. Mm-hmm. What is the slumming middle class? I know. This is a quote from Robert <laughs> W. Snyder in the Encyclopedia of New York City, published in 1995. 19- Wait, Son. what? 1895? Son. <laughs> but Vaudeville or 1995. 1995. Vaudeville was developed by entrepreneurs seeking higher profits from a wider audience. Interesting. So they were trying to bridge that Theater is is really fascinating. I'm such a theater geek, but it it it's amazing. Like there are things that nowadays we wouldn't think anything of it. Like the Barber of Figaro was, I mean, the Barber of Seville was so crass at that time. It was like banished from like cities. Like you couldn't, it couldn't even be shown or read. And I, I you watch it now, and it's like, what the Barber of Seville? What? But just I'm all vaudevilled out over here. I can't take any more <laughs> <laughs> I just learned a lot. Shout outs to theater. Shout outs to acting and entertainment, man. Yeah. Yes. What is it? art, man? Humans are cool. Whatever human was like, yo, instead of living life, let's pretend let's... to be other people. <laughs> <laughs> right? Who did that? Coping mechanism. Let's, <laughs> yo, yo, let's 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 just make believe we're somebody else. Like I wrote a whole story. And we should act it out. Agreed. Like, shout outs to humans, man. Yeah, no shout doubt. outs to humans. For being well, born. Well, this human. And probably drunk. <laughs> that's probably what led <laughs> Actually, that's what the Greeks did say. Shout outs to Bacchus and Dionysus. I mean, you theater. ever been a little tipsy and start? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's pretend. Right. Ooh, look at me. I have a hat on. I'm somebody else. <laughs> I'm a queen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, for sure, especially when you're drunk. You say all kinds of dumb shit and you do all these accents that nobody can really call you on because you're usually alone. Uh, I really miss being able to partake in the wine. Uh, Oh, man. I do. It's okay. You all look like you're having so much fun. We are. It's not the wine. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm starting to feel it I'm starting to feel it but I wanted to ask this human Sherry Wright who you want to shout out for Women's History Month yes well not to copy off of you but I would have to start with my mom just because my mom always has taught me to believe in myself I guess everybody's parents teach them how to do that I don't know no but <laughs> no some of them leave them out in the cold <laughs> Yeah, she did. And then um, a lot of the female writers on my vision board, um, Mm. like um, Toni Morrison and Maya Angelou and uh, 
Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie and uh, Tony K. Bambara, and there's a whole list. So um, just for, you know, having a voice and, and paving the way. I mean, there were, you know, women before them, but just paving the way for, you know, all of the other female writers that we're seeing in, in our generation now. So yeah. Straight up. And with that, I'm going to say shout out to Ida B. Wells. One of my favorite yep. black writers of all yes. time with the double entendre messaging secretly for our people how to get free and telling folks about themselves. She was amazing. But, you know, I want to um, talk a little bit more about you, Sherry, because you're a guest on this show. And awesome. We're happy to have you. Cool, we want to learn more about you. Yes. It depends so. on what you ask. Them. <laughs> hey. Well. I want it in several states. Hey now. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like Tinder? Yeah, like I super know. like That's wanted or like No by the police. I'm just oh, kidding. Shit. <laughs> well, first of all, folks who are just tuning in, definitely check out www.beforeharlem.com. This is Sherry's website that she's created, curated. First of all, let me just say it's beautiful. Like, it's a really great visual website. It's easy to navigate. I love all the different sections about what's hot right now, what's happening this week. But then, like, I'm feeling like I want some music updates. I can check out the music. I want to know what's happening with writers. I can check that out. I want to see what's happening on the comedy scene. It's just so well organized. Um, and I love, you know, your other cultural curations, you know, letting folks not just know what's happening in the D.C. area, um, but then what's happening in general in black culture, um, in popular media. I was just uh, speaking you. of, you're welcome, I love it. Check it out, um, beforeharlem.com. And uh, I was just checking out your website again today, and uh, I really appreciated being able to rewatch um, Oprah's speech at the Golden Globes. Um, I was almost like shedding a tear watching <laughs> over again. If you, if you haven't um, seen Oprah's speech of the Golden Globes, definitely check out Sherry's website, beforeharlem.com. Um, you can see that and a bunch of other just super dope stuff on there. But uh, I almost shed a tear when she was talking about like the domestic workers and the farm workers. I was like, oh my gosh, actually someone actually talked about workers' rights and labor and, like, how that pertains to women's value and dignity. Like, I almost started crying. I love you, Oprah. <laughs> she told me Oh, to she's you getting she moist in the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was so great. So, um, Sherry, tell us, uh, first of all, um, a little bit about um yourself where you're from and what inspired you to start before harlem.com sure well um i'll start with where i'm from i'm not from here i'm from atlanta georgia atl yeah atl i'm scared so (laughs) (laughs) um so i was born in latonia okay stone mountain went to high school in powder springs okay and I lived in Alpharetta before I moved up here. So okay. I've been all over outside of the perimeter of Atlanta. I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. family in Collie Paul. Collie Paul. Hey. Nice. College you... Park, uh, Georgia. No, no one pronounces No, that. they do Collie not. Park. Collie Paul. No, I didn't say it right. You, you said the K. <laughs> what is I, I, Collie Park. There you go. 
Yeah. And Atlanta don't have T's in it. Atlanta. Uh-huh. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm from. I'm Alana. from Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> where in Atlanta? Collar Paul. <laughs> <laughs> like this. East know. Point and we gone. All right. Go ahead. My bad. Shout out to ATL. <laughs> so, um... I moved up to D.C. a couple of years ago, and um, it'll be two years in June. And I just was looking for shit to do. And every time I went out, I was like, damn, I missed this list. Or, you know, like everybody always goes to the same thing. And I'm like, I missed this event. Like, how do I keep up with this stuff? So um, late last year, I knew I wanted to start like some blog or do something. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so one week I took off work and I went and like planned an entire week of stuff to do in the city. And then I was just like, I need some place to keep up with all this stuff. So I'm going to put it on the website. Um, and that's what I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just manifested it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and as you can see, too, like we have like, um, I, I mean, there's there's some diversity on the site, but a lot of it is like, you know, black people or whatever. Because when you go to places like Washington.org or Culture Capital or other sites out here, um, I still like those sites, but <laughs> you don't see a lot of like our events. Yeah. And so, you know, just coming up here, I was just like, where the black folks at? Yeah. So <laughs> I went and found them. That's what I love about your site. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Sherry's done all the work for me about where all the beautiful black love is going to be, um, concentrated. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And celebrate our people and, you know, all the art and artistry and the talent that we have. And um, it's amazing. And when I first started, I mean, I didn't know how much I would find. And I'm telling you, it's a lot of work just going through those venues and looking for events and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's so many. So many. So sometimes I have to choose what I'm going to, you know, post or whatever. Well, I'm really appreciative. I'm appreciative. There I go again. Appreciative <laughs> of you, you doing meant. that work um, because it just makes it so easy. And uh, for someone like myself, um, and I know you ladies as well, who are just like super busy being moms, running businesses, running for office, like we oftentimes don't, or at least for myself, I'll speak for myself. Y'all are like way cooler actually and on the scene more now that I think about it. What are you but talking about? I don't, I don't have time to always be like following up with uh, everyone and be like, hey, where are you going tonight? What are you doing and stuff? You know, I mm-hmm. just, I like to be able to see um, on your website just what's going on so I can plan better and, you know, Absolutely. just saves me time, keeps me cool. <laughs> see, when people ask me like, oh, what are you doing this week? I just go to my own website and I'm like, oh, let me see what's going on. Oh, going to that. So yeah. <laughs> it works. It's easy. Yeah, definitely. When I have people in town, you know, so we do look at the site. So tell us about um, the name beforeharlem.com. What's that about? <clears throat> yeah. So the name um, before Harlem is actually a tribute to the history of Washington, D.C. Um, and the full hmm. name is before Harlem. There was U Street. True. Um, yeah, so Props. that's where Before Harlem comes from. For all you people that thought I was from New York. Uh-uh. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I love Harlem, though. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it talks about, you know, the history of U Street. And I and I have a page on there. It's called The History. You scroll down to the bottom, bottom of the page. And, um, and it talks about, you know, the history of U Street. But basically, you know, before the Harlem Renaissance... 
um, Washington, D.C. was the largest African-American community or the largest urban African-American community in the U.S. And, you know, we just we had um, there was a, you know, a lot of artists here and um Sorry, I'm getting kind of caught up a little bit. <clears throat> but yeah, we had just that a lot. Wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of artism. It was full of, you know, culture and artistry. And um, then people basically were, um, due to segregation, <clears throat> you know, people on. Sorry, I'm tripping up a little bit. So anyway, due to segregation, um, basically blacks were confined to the U Street area, right? They weren't, they couldn't live in the other parts of town. Um, so what they did was they started, you know, creating like their own businesses on U Street. And of course, you know, you had these um, venues like I think the Bohemian Caverns and the Lincoln Theater, um, even the Howard Theater that were around in like the early 1920s. And they used to have house a lot of black artists so you know a dc was called uh, nicknamed black broadway by the actress pearl bailey um and there's just a, a lot of stuff you have industrial bank on u street mm. uh, i think they opened their doors in 1913 right there on 11th and u um it's a black owned bank founded by john whitelaw i believe who also was founder of the nice. white law hotel um and that from what i read the white law hotel was actually um built by it was all black so black construction black architect black dollars hey. um so that was amazing unfortunately i don't think that you know it's not the white law hotel anymore i'm not even sure if that building is standing yeah, I, don't know about it. I don't know about what's happening currently with that um and then of course you know a little bit later on you have what um ben's chili bowl mm -hmm. that's there and some other black owned businesses on on u street so you know just coming into the city like i knew that there was a lot of you know rich culture and history um especially like black history coming into dc and so i just read about it and i you know i was trying to find a name to my site for my site and i was just like I don't know. I don't know. I was like bothering my friend. Like, what should I name it? What should I name it? And then I was just reading about the history one night. And I think I was reading before there was Harlem, there was U Street. And I was like, before Harlem. Okay. <clears throat> so, and you that. just snapped. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then my friends were like, oh, that's dope. Take it. So, it's a great nod to DC history for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you're from Atlanta. Thank you for creating a DC Love website. You're welcome. What's the... <laughs> I've only been to Atlanta like once or twice, and it was for... Actually, twice. Once was for a MLK Day a labor conference, and another time was for some black organizing, uh, leadership development kind of stuff. Um, so it was like very like specific. I'm here at this meeting space. I didn't really get to go out and like party and try a lot of food and, and meet lots of different people and stuff. So I feel like I really haven't gotten to be, you know, in Atlanta, mm -hmm. but, um, I'm just curious what, what do you love about, or what's similar or different from DC to Atlanta in terms of both places being like a black cultural meccas? Um, so let me start with what I thought. DC was originally like I thought DC was like a little bit more like the city version of Atlanta right like city life but mm -hmm. Atlanta style but uh, city life so it's different um Atlanta is cool like 
I'm from Atlanta. I will always love it. Um, but to be honest, I love living in D.C. more. Just because it's Because it's, so, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's totally different. Like, when I moved up here, <laughs> I wanted, like, city life. So I embraced it all. I live on the northwest side. I ditched my car yeah. and everything. And I'm hey. just, you know, embracing the whole lifestyle. Because, you know, in Atlanta, you take, like, Marta 45 ain't gonna minutes. for you like that. Marta, no. Marta ain't nah, gonna bro. for you like that. So, <laughs> nah. So, yeah, you know, you're driving everywhere when you're in Atlanta. So, you know, I hate driving anyway. So, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, as far as the black communities, I mean, you you both have, like, the, the black professional crowd, which I like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say, like, D.C. overall is just more woke, though. Yes. I mean, no offense to the people in Atlanta. I know there are woke people in Atlanta, but, you know, I, we are in the nation's capital, too. We are very um, woke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. D.C. is here. the wokest town in the country. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. You just, you know, like, I even went to the hair salon and, like, you know, in Atlanta, you go to the hair salon and people probably gossiping, talking about whatever, what they saw on TV or something or somebody's grandma. And then <laughs> I go to the salon here and they're talking politics. Yeah. Man, like, the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, you can't even go to the salon and get gossip here? Man, this is, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You don't realize how, like, woke it is here until, like, you when, go you, when you live else. here and then you go someplace else and you're just like, oh. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, it's different. The culture is is totally different. Um, you know, Atlanta sometimes we're known to have that like flash no cash kind of thing. There's a lot of you know, it's like the up and coming Hollywood. So the mindset is a little different as well. Like I I love DC. I love the people that I've met so far. Um, and I just love like all this rich culture and history. And you never ever run out of things to do. And I mean, isn't DC like what ten miles wide? Yeah, it's like a twenty super, miles super square. Ten miles wide, small, and you yeah. will never run out of stuff to do here. Hey, man, yeah, free stuff to do too, no less. Lots of free stuff and yeah. lots of like cool, kind of like underground, low key stuff too. Like we're yeah. not fl- uh, like we're not flashy. Yeah, no, you know? no, I love that. Like people are just so laid back and and comfortable. Like I have a little bit of makeup now, but I love when I came up here. Like the girls were just natural, with just no makeup and mm-hmm. their hair, just rocking their natural, whatever, and and they're just real chill, you know. In Atlanta, we dress it up a little bit more. So. All the time, yeah. All the time, <laughs> yeah. So. All the time. Not like Jamaica. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jay had a very oh. very different experience of uh, of uh, black beauty. And culture and standards in uh, Jamaica. I did. I did. You want to recap the story? Yeah. Okay. I feel like you kind of have okay. to. I know, the... right? <laughs> Is this the bra story? Yeah. Yeah, okay, just making sure. <laughs> there are other stories. <laughs> My mind is like, a bra. What ah! happened? No, because I know that you can feel me, sis. Okay, yeah. it may not look like it. 34H up in here. Hey. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's what this is, and they're. It's it's escaping. I probably need to reevaluate <laughs> one of these numbers or letters in this equation. Cause, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to accept to have to go up a number. But anyway, anyway, that's it not happens. even the point. 
It's so, okay to talk about it. I know, right? I'm in Jamaica enjoying my vacation. I was there with a couple friends. Um, uh, we wake up in the morning. It was like when we woke up, we needed to immediately go or we we're going to miss the free breakfast. And I'm tripping because I'm like, yo, I need to put on a bra. And she's like, dude, nobody cares. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I have to put on a bra. You know, she's like a B cup, whatever. I'm like, you, you can choose. You can run down the street with no bra on. Right. Me, I have to choose. It's like an animal. You have to have these bitches leashed. You can't just be out. I'll just know because they just, they just everywhere. They just, hello. They just, no, 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 no. (laughs) And she just kept on saying like, yo, nobody cares. I'm like, no, please come on now. And she said, did you see your Victoria's Secret here? Hmm. But I thought about, you know, just all the driving we did and little things about America. You know, I passed no malls, no strip malls, no outlet malls, no Marshalls, TJ Maxx. No, none of those. None of that. Not to say that they don't wear bras there. They don't have those stores. But just how ubiquitous right. these these places are. It's not like that there. So, yeah, I go down to breakfast, no bra. Like, OK, well. You know, no problem, I guess. And then I started realizing, like, yeah, one, nobody cared. Nobody looked. Nobody, like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, it was so not a big deal. Just to see men that it was like, oh, your titties are swinging. Good morning. Would you like some juice? Like, it was just so nothing. (laughs) Like, oh, nice shoes, nice boobs, beautiful eyes, you know, versus here. It's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, man, shout outs to being places where you can just be your natural self. You can just be a natural woman. You can be respected. Nobody thinks that you're less of a lady because you don't have on makeup or you don't have a weave or you're not wearing a bra. Hey. Yeah, you know, shout out to that for sure. (laughs) I lived in L.A. for like three years. No, two years. And, um... One day I thought to myself, man, I should get a boob job. And that's when I was like, I got to fucking go. Got to move from L.A. I don't know what just happened, but the shit infiltrated my brain. And it is time to fucking go because it's not like I got small boobs. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, because, you know, there's a lot of pressure out there, a lot of unspoken pressure. You know, in L.A., every woman looks the same. Like, it doesn't matter if they're Asian or fucking, you know, Pakistani or black or white. They all look the exact fucking same. It's weird. Is it like the Kim Kardashian? Yeah, it's like everyone just... It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Kim Kardashian, I think, tipped the scale so more, there's more brunettes. But yeah, like in the early 2000s, like every woman in LA had fake tits and blonde hair. It was like they all looked alike. Yeah, wow. that's true. It was weird. They were all blonde. All of them. Yeah, no, I never no thought No matter about what that. shade they Like, were, look at Tila Tequila, like, you know, Asian, <laughs> blonde as shit. Like, everyone was blonde. Everybody was going after the um, Pamela, whatever, from Baywatch. Like, that Pam was Anderson. like Pam Anderson. That was like the, the move. Everybody's wearing trucker hats and like fake boobs and short shorts. And Ugh. It was a thing. And it was just so weird because, like, literally everyone had blonde <sighs> hair. I'm like everyone way too pregnant to think that that look is cute anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. And it it wasn't then either, but it, you know, that's what's happened when you it start to live thing. in a place like that. It just started to, you know, infect my brain like a parasite. And the second I had that thought, I was like, "Oh, 
I'm so DC. It's time to get the fuck out of here. I man. love I love bow ties and blazers and high waisted pants and <laughs> I love ascot ties and you know like full on sequins. Like I don't know. I guess I'm conservative these days, but I used to you know. Do it up, going to. The I mean, club. you were in a rap video. Indeed. I was in a you rap were. video with. Anyway. Which video? <laughs> well, <laughs> don't act like I'm not gonna go to YouTube. It's not widely it distributed. It isn't <laughs> like the terror. It was so long ago. I can't even remember what the the. I think his name was like Ketcha. He was a Nigerian rap artist, and I'm pretty sure his name was Ketcha, like K A. T C H or exactly. something like that. Catch up. Catch up. Yeah. 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 Um it was so long ago. Anyway, we don't we don't need to bring that up again. <laughs> but you know, we usually do um a business shout out, so I wanna do that. But I also wanna do I wanna switch it up. I wanna know like what's one of the seediest businesses oh. <laughs> or venues you've ever been to. Oh my god! In DC. Oh, in DC. In DC. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I can't say it. Royal right. Plaza Strip Club. Oh, the Royal Palace. Royal Palace. I mean, that joint I drove by it a lot. Right you know there. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, that was worse than Royal, Louis, yo. The Royal. Oh, the Royal Palace in Dupont. Yes. yes. I've never actually been inside of it, but Don't. I always used to have to walk past it because <laughs> I, I worked once. at the Ruth Chris, and I'd always be in like all black preparing, and I'd always be afraid that people thought I was going to work at right. the Royal Palace, but yeah. I wasn't. I never worked at the Royal Palace. That, and it's don't the get Royal it twisted. <laughs> you feel sorry and tip them out of pity at that place. It is horrendous. It's is it like dirty inside? Sad. It's weird. It's like the VFW of strip clubs. It's like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not Wait, that I've been in a lot of strip clubs it. yet. <laughs> it's like saying I have a lot of dude friends that I was easily influenced by. Strip clubs are area. how you get around. The Royal Palace is the short bus. Yeah. 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 Maybe they've made improvements. It's like it's like the Seven Eleven chili of. I feel like I'm an ableist if I don't go to Royal Palace. Like, oh, you have to support. You have to be all opportunity <laughs> stripper person. They have to be clubs for all types of strippers, not just seventy-seven the active. pretty ones or the young ones, but grandmothers. They should have a place oh, to go. Oh Jesus Christ Almighty! Maybe you're real? missing a leg. You should have a place that everybody oh. has a right to strip. And this is where I mean And make a living wage. Yeah, and make a living wage. Don't I don't so. know about the patrons that go there or why they would want to go, but Well my grandmother used there. to say for every crooked pot there's a crooked lid. Yeah. I don't know if that's relevant. That's kinda there was weird though, because like DuPont and particularly like North DuPont, like there's a lot of like rich and wealthier people that live there. I'm surprised. So maybe that it's that's what like they do a... for philanthropy. That's probably what it is. Rich white men that's their philanthropy. They feel better about themselves. Perhaps. Because they they tip those women. Yeah. There was one girl there who had a beautiful body. There was only one jump that was like, oh my God. In a good way when you saw her. Not like, oh my God. 
<laughs> so I seen her and I was like, what's she doing here? And she turned around and her face. Oh, stop it. Oh. You're so Dear mean. God, her face. Oh, thank you, God. I just want to thank you, Lord God. <laughs> Nikki is very displeased. For blessing I'm very me displeased. With the face that I have. Thank you, Jesus. Because that's, it's, it's been through a lot. You know, I um I had a horrible accident when I was a child. Oh, yeah? That left me very disfigured for a oh, very wow. long time. No pictures of me from, like, six to, like, eight. Oh, wow. Maybe. Yeah, I had third-degree burns that oh, wow. really destroyed my face. I still don't have filler. And it's part of my lips. So I'm very much, you know, aware of that, you know, looks are irrelevant. Yeah. They can be gone in an instant. And, True. you know, pretty is subjective. It doesn't matter, you yeah. know. Pretty, pretty is almost a curse, I think, honestly. It can be. I think that, like, if you're just, like, pretty from, from the time you're, like, born, mm-hmm. you know? Like, people just talk to you differently. People treat you differently. And that creates, like, entirely different complexes in people that are attractive right. their so, whole lives. I don't want it to seem like, oh, you know, ah, yeah. The the thing that made this woman's look in the face so shocking was that her teeth all looked like they were trying to escape her mouth <laughs> in different directions. Like, ah, get me out of here. No, out of my way. Like, I was trying to figure it out. They were just so, oh my, I've never seen a mouth like that before. And her body was so, you got to understand how banging her body was, though. That's like the summary of the royal palace. My bad. Bad businesses don't go there. Unless you want to laugh and tip women who need the money. Any other (laughs) seedy business shout outs for the week? Well, I don't know. I feel like this is a lose-lose situation here. I don't feel like I'm going to come out on top on this one at all. You know, I'm going to have more people hating me. But, um, yeah. I don't think I can do it. Do it! I'm in suspense now. I'm curious. What is it? Well, I mean, there's so many I could choose from. (laughs) All right, so we'll start with, like, a really obvious one, but the spaceship. Have you guys ever been to the spaceship? The spaceship? No. What is that? So, no no disrespect to anybody I know that, like, works there or whatever. Like, no shade. Oh, I forgot what we were doing a shout-out for. Never mind. I have no idea what business she's talking about. (laughs) But that place is mad sketch, yo. I've never been there. Don't know what she's talking about. Mad sketch. So, it's right next door to the police station <laughs> it's next door to the empanada shop and it's on top of an irish pub so that right there lets you know in adams morgan great whiskey's nearby yes hey aaron gobra <laughs> shout out st patrick's day yeah that happened this past weekend no though i'm irish i don't really fuck with st patrick's day and I definitely have been in Adams Morgan a zillion times and never seen the spaceship. So the spaceship is, um, no, because it's like this door right next to the door to the shenanigans joint. Uh-huh. And you go up this flight of stairs and you go through a door and you give some dude, some sketchy dude on the stairwell five bucks. And you go upstairs and it's like a little house and it's like weed vendors and it's open every day. I'm like, that sounds like my And you can just place. walk in. No, but like you go in there and it feels like you're like shooting a like scene in Belly or something. <laughs> it's like not cool. Like I thought I was like tough. I went in there. I was like, I can't. I can't be here. I can't <laughs> I feel here. like I need to spread the word about this place. I mean, yes or no, folks. It's a little bit dodgy. You know what I mean? Because not all the vendors are like up and up. But, you know, it is what it is. 
That sounds like some secretive joint. That's what I love about DC. Yeah, maybe not so secretive anymore. But they they like advertise their shit on Instagram. I mean, it's a whole new era where people just like flash guns and pounds weed on Instagram. Like, I haven't been following those people. Oh yeah, if you just search like DC (laughs) cannabis on Instagram and like start following some private accounts, you're gonna go down like a crazy rabbit hole of like, this shit is really weird. Like, there's this one group, and it's, like, these guys, and they're, like, literally, like, <clears throat> posing, like, in a bathtub full of pounds, and they have, like, eight guns in their hands. In the bathtub? Like, it's just, cr- it's really weird what's in going on. In the bathtub, on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a real thing. So, whatever hashtag you follow. The no, that was a real thing. And they're, like, <laughs> gang, 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 gang. In the bathtub, though. With, like, eight, you know, packs of fucking, like, turkey bags, like, covered and, like, surrounded in weed and, like, stacks of cash and guns and shit. Oh. Yeah, no, that's, like, a real thing in D.C. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, in the bathtub, though? Listen, like, why man, every, in the bathtub? Every epic drug not, scene involves like, a bathtub, doesn't it? Why not on the couch and the table? I blame Scarface. Yeah, I blame stupidity and... Oh, is that, like, something from Scarface? Um, I mean, He was in knows? a bathtub. There's a ba- there's a very famous there's bathtub. There's definitely a bathtub scene. He took a bubble bath, and I think let me just pause. Sh- gangsters take bubble baths. You know what I'm saying? And nobody can say shit about you know you if you do, as a man, you decide you want to take a bubble bath. <laughs> you do that because Scarface did. Scarface it. did it in the movie. He did. Well, I take bubble baths too. Yeah, because you're a gangster. <laughs> you a real ass G. Yep. <laughs> I love bubble baths. All I want in life is a big tub. Like, I don't even care about, like, the um, jets and all that dumb shit. I just want to, like, sit in a tub with, like, water up to my neck and just, like, sit there like like a potato waiting to be boiled, man. My next home. That's actually a lot what I look like when I sit in the tub. My next home will have a hot tub. This is a must. Yeah. Well, hot tubs are pretty, like, high maintenance. Have you seen those bathtubs that just look like... Big ramekins or something, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're just taller. Yeah. And so you can like soak in them. They're like soaking tubs, not necessarily like they're no jets, none of that. And some of them even have like a little like seat in it, so you can like, like Lowe's hotels and in, in um all over. If you get a Lowe's hotel room with a uh, bathtub in it, they have those kind of tubs. Well, check this out. I'll take like seven baths if I get a hotel room there. I am, my wedding anniversary is coming up, April 7th. Shout out to 06 Chris. I love you. And (laughs) our anniversary is coming up, and we're going to the 1840s Carrollton Inn in Baltimore. And the reason we are going there is because it's super swank and super plush. But for me in particular, they have these, like, hot tub jacuzzis in the rooms that have these like gold like swan duck like gilded faucet heads and tiger swan yeah it's super dope so are you gonna do like a boudoir shoot in there i think he may be trying to arrange something for (laughs) some pregnancy um nice for some baby shoots so, Are you going to do some, like, super awkward baby pictures? Um, I hope not. Come on, you have to do, like, good ones and then a couple really What's funny ones. What's the awkward one? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really uh, let anyone take my picture since uh, I've I've gotten pregnant. So you we'll... should do, like, a Janet Jackson, like, remake of that picture with her pregnant. With the, the boobs and she's, covered, like, covered in the up. belly. Yeah. That would be lit. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I got my belly painted in henna. I like that. And I know another, um, this young lady, she does body painting. She's really dope. She's in Baltimore. 
But um, her body painting is amazing. Larice paints. Send me her info. I will. I will. I'm going to DM you her profile. That's perfect. She's in Baltimore. But if you can get at least three other women, if you can get four of y'all, then it's just $100 a person and it comes with the photo shoot. She'll set the whole thing up. She'll come to you. I don't know if I can get three or four other women. I don't know. When you show them the profile, they're going to want to get painted. All right. Well, send me the info. I will. I'll follow up with you. Yes. What's her name again? Larice Paints. Shout out to Larice Paints. Yes. <clears throat> DMV. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this random picture of this pregnant woman who was painted and it was kind of a controversy because they were saying that uh, um, it it. it it wasn't good for the baby or something? Conservative Christians were upset at the fact that, you know, to be fully body painted, you're nude. And they were like, oh, that's wrong. Well, that's disrespectful. I, I thought the picture was absolutely beautiful. and I haven't seen the pictures, but... <laughs> Conservative Christians just always want to be mad about something. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not sure that matters too much to me. And the baby's kicking right now, so she seems to uh, be pissed. feeling the idea. She's pissed about the conservative Christians. Yeah, and that. She's like, bring him to me, I'll kick him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to remember. What's that place? Actually, no. Well, yeah. So, one of the seediest, but really fun places. Um, in D.C.? In D.C., I think it's called the Turtle Club. It's mm. like in this alley. That just sounds <laughs> I know. creepy. What? Turtle. Kind of weird. Turtle. I think that's what it's called. Ew. What's Not a ew. Turtle. Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is a whole thing. Turtle. <laughs> I don't know what's going the on right now. Turtle Club. <laughs> it's. But I'm just gonna drink more wine. It's in this Ladies alley. It's in this alley in uh, just all good things are in the alley. You know off of uh, I think it's uh, what is it? Is that uh, Lo? No, no, not Logan. Uh, Thomas Circle. Just uh, just off of Thomas Circle, like what? behind that CVS. Yeah, what? so you would never imagine. I am not hip. And uh, I think, I mean, I don't know what they do on all nights of the week, but. The one or two times I went there with a friend, it was just um, like all men's gay club. And there was totally um, great drink specials. And it's a men's gay club. Oh, that's definitely <laughs> the turtle that I thought it was. <laughs> but they would, if you went upstairs, there'd be just like porn on a big screen. Turtle. Like upstairs. And it'd be like real smoky and stuff in there. I'd be like, shit is going down. Dude, Ew. shut up. Shout out to the House of Secret Secrets showing porn back in the day. You remember that? House yes. of Secrets. House of Secrets. You don't remember the House of Secrets? No. I don't. Never been, but I know the stories. What? Yeah, man. I always wanted to go. Oh shit! I saw and, I saw Prince there one time. Oh, wow. you were there for that? He was hanging out. Oh, that's like the story everybody tells. And I'm like, yeah, it's the best one we got. You yeah, know <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, no, it's a crazy house, and it's crazy because the guy, he got sick, I think, but then he recovered, and then he recently opened the we house opened back it. up, and it hadn't changed. It's like he literally like stopped doing parties there. And then didn't change a thing for 12 years. 
and then they opened it back up again, <laughs> and it was crazy because it was kind of weird. You know what I mean? Because like the it's like a nostalgic location, but then you go back and everything's literally decorated the exact same, and it just felt hella old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the magic wasn't quite there anymore. But it was a, I mean, it was legendary. It was a house right around the corner from here. You had to have like an invite card and everyone knew not to approach the porch if somebody was already on it. So there'd be like a, a, a big ass brother in a nice ass suit on the front porch. And so you had to wait until he was out there and then you could approach the porch and he would bring, he would like see your card and then he would bring you inside to the foyer mm-hmm. and make sure that you were straight in there. Then he would come back outside. And then when you saw that he was on the porch again and nobody else was there, you could approach. So you literally you would walk up. You know, and be a half a block away, and if you saw people on the porch, you would just, like, kick it, you know? And there was, like, mad etiquette involved and, like, getting into the joint, and, like, you had to have the card. That's dope. It was some real DC shit, you know what I mean? Half the time you go there, and there'd be, like, your buddy would just be pouring people drinks. Like, it was so, like, it was like being at somebody's house, you know? Um, And amazing DJ, amazing nights there. I mean, it's just a real shout-out to Granville, um, the guy who ran it. One of the people who ran it. But yeah, man, that's some real DC history right there. Yeah, man. But they had this one room with a big TV screen, and it was always playing porn. (laughs) Always? During the parties, yeah. Full circle, you guys. Yeah, full circle. That's where that came from. Bring it back. And I was always like, oh, nope. (laughs) I'm not trying to hang out in that room. Yeah, no cool. judgment. Do no, you? It's a little awkward. That might be like a naughty needle room. Fuck yeah. But... I think you need to have like a partner to go into that room and like work it out. But like just sitting there alone, I felt like this was a serious <laughs> setup. I was like, this is not safe. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, Sherry, in your um, two years here in D.C., <clears throat> navigating and learning different venues, have you come across any... Uh, See, I don't know if I've been here long enough to experience what you guys have experienced. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I usually just, you know, use discernment. I just look at the building and like, no, doesn't look like I want to go in there. Oh, those are I haven't seen. No, it's like some of the dirtiest places. Or when I want to try something, I'm like, I didn't see this on a list, so I don't want to (laughs) go. So (laughs) playing it safe. Yeah. Yeah, So I would say um, a place that I've probably been. Okay, so one night. Um, one of my colleagues and I went and hung out in Adams Morgan, and there was a psychic there. So we mm. was like, have you ever been to a psychic oh. before? And we was like, let's go try it, you know, just for shits and giggles. And so we went there, and you walk upstairs into the psychic, and you, like, walk into their house. Like, literally, you're, like, in their living room. And there's, like, a house full of smoke or whatever, and a little cat running around, somebody <laughs> taking out trash in the back, and you have to sit there. And then she's going to, like, read your palm. And then she might go back in her living room, which is just, like, through this door here. And you go back and talk to her husband and her kids or whatever, whoever's back there. And I was just like, these people are telling me my future? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been to that place. Yeah. You've been there? Oh, yeah. We did spent money. We, yeah. How we, much How much did you end up dropping? We was drinking, like 100 something. Damn! 120 bucks. <sighs> and then she wanted me to come back. She was like, told me something. Something was wrong with me. And she was like, you got to come back because I got to give you, like, this magic potion or something. And you got to bathe with it. And I was like. She tried to give you the crystals. Yeah, and I was like, I got, I don't know, I have oils at home, I'm good. So, you know what I did? I just went home and took a bubble bath. Mm. And I said, <laughs> like, to- 
oil, toil, <laughs> drop some essential oils in there. I was like, I'm, I'm done. But yeah, I didn't go back because I was just like, you know, every time you go back, it would just be like more money. It so would. 200 more dollars. Yes. And I'll cure your love life. She got me for 200, yo. <gasps> oh, shit. The plot what? thickens. She did. The same woman. With the purple walls. Yes. yes. And yeah. Adams Morgan. The one with the bright neon sign right above the this is the amazing. um, it's like right in the middle of. Uh, I'm gonna make sure I I'm, I'm gonna pay her a Street. visit. Right, so, like, I ain't giving you more than your money ready. Forty. Yeah, oh, there will be it no says money exchange. Five dollars on the outside. Man, you think oh, this is gonna be cute? No, no. She just keeps asking more questions, and if you want to know the answer, you know, to it, then you. Have I'm gonna to pay question more. her. And, <laughs> How much know. do you know? Man? It was like who's the psychic? I think mm. it was a show up with your own crystal ball. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> no. what I'm. Yes, so, you know she did the yes. like tarot cards. Yeah, and I was scared because I was like, "What? Well, she pulled a death card. This bitch better not have a death card in there." So, <laughs> no. a real so psychic I'm, does not charge for their services. No, I'm sorry. Can I curse? Oh, this, yeah. I'm pretty sure we dropped an F bomb. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I'm just like, I hope she doesn't draw the death card or whatever. And um, she told me when I was going to die, which is like in an older age. And I was just like, why would you tell me? So when I get closer to that age, I'm going to be thinking about it because I'm not going to forget it. Hopefully I forget it. She pulled <laughs> the death card? I mean, the Ouija No, board. it wasn't. Like, you know, I was just sitting there like, she better not pull that damn card. And, but she, it was something about love. She was like, you used to date this guy. He broke your heart. Oh, bitch, I'm 33. Yeah, my heart has been broken <laughs> before. a couple times. Duh. Yeah. So, <laughs> She's like, you get up in the morning. <laughs> After <laughs> sleeping. You go to work. Sometimes you don't like it. What? How'd you know? No. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. I'm, I'm paying her a visit, yeah. She had told <laughs> me. What she wanted to tell you? She's like, I heard you've been messing with my friends. Listen, you better get your checkbook out because she's got expensive rent staying there yeah. in Adams Morgan. So <laughs> I love she how got me. I love how personally you're It's the way that she talks too because you're just like, you know what? I want to know. So this one time I'm just going to give you my money and see what you say. Well, she got me to come back. Like, I came back and spent more money with her. I was like in my early 20s. I was like so desperate for like answers on something mm -hmm. i don't know and i was probably drunk too and it just come yeah. out party scene but i went back and uh and i took her crystals or whatever and i came back she had told me that i had some blockages in my life and there was like people um within my circle who were putting like negative energy, and I had to come back to to find out who those people were. That's some shit. So then I She's went like, back. Some people are fucking you up. And then but she I'm didn't. Tell she couldn't tell me who those people were. So that's when I knew I was like, this is phony. But she had already got me for two hundred dollars. That was some of the worst spent money I've ever spent in my Dang, life. Man. It was. Yeah, we no. we spent a lot of money that night. We were just going from place to place, just drinking. It was just they, that's how they get you. I can't you like drunk when you said, wait, it, she's on the right, <laughs> like she's on the same side as Tamiri's and then Amsterdam Fries, right? Or is she on the yeah, same organ? Same side yeah. as the McDonald's, the like, Amsterdam, yeah, like Tamiri and then oh, the, next the, the psychic pinky. joint and the purple. Yeah, because there's another psychic place that's on U Street. And I was trying to make sure you were not talking about that one. It's no. like by, in the same block as Ben's Chili Bowl. Not that one. Okay, cool. The Adams Morgan one. I will go see that. I've seen a psychic. Um, I don't know if she's psychic. Once or twice? No, I just think she lived there. I've seen the psychics twice. Uh, 
No, okay. I paid to see a psychic twice, but I've seen psychics other times. Um, when I paid to see the psychic that I saw twice, the first time I went, because um, a friend was like, yo, you got to see this dude. He's a real deal. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, I don't see if he's psychic. And um, <laughs> when I walked in the room, he was like, what are you doing here? I was like, what? He's like, you're psychic. Why are you here? And um, it proceeded to be a very interesting conversation. And I told him I'd come back and see him. He was like, don't. Like, you don't need to. And I, I did it anyway because I... Um, <laughs> you're stubborn as shit. Yeah, I'm stubborn as shit. <laughs> and I just wanted to talk more with yeah. this man. It was interesting. He was like, he couldn't tell me anything about the future or the present, but he could tell me about my past. And it did give me a lot of um, insight. But when I came back, like, I wanted the future. Once I realized that he was the real deal, I'm like, hey, what's up with my life? And it, it was just, it was very amazing. Um, and, and just understanding that truly, like, especially when it comes to being a woman, you are psychic already. You have the intuition. You already know the answers to the so questions true. that you think you want to ask somebody else. You know. You already know, but society and so many things teach us to doubt ourselves and, and, you know, it's crazy because you, yeah. we know, we know just by the fact that you have these questions that you want to ask specifically of this person and you're forming an answer in your mind before you even get there. The, um, the other psychics I saw again, like, yeah, I just want to put that in there for anybody who's interested in, in that type of clairvoyance, don't let them charge you. Beware of false prophets. Word is bond. Wisdom okay? nugget. Wisdom nugget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let us know how that visit goes. Once oh, yeah. And I want to know how much money they get out of you. Zero. That's what see. I thought. There will be no money gotten. <laughs> Are you going to pay the $5? Like, no? Mm-mm. I mean, we're gonna see what happens when I walk up in there. We're gonna see what the energy exchange is. I want to know if she's see real. if you can get my two hundred dollars back. Is that what you want? In mine yes. too. Yes, <laughs> like maybe hundred. Y'all should come with me. I mean, I'm never going there again. You can't help but wonder, like, what kind of bad karma you're creating when you're like <laughs> using this, <coughs> you know, platform to like manipulate people out of their money, like under the guise of this gift that you have, like. I feel like you're just stacking a lot of bad karma. Like, isn't that, like, the complete opposite of, like, what that, like... It's very light, interesting because, you know? like, overarching theme of spiritual workers or people in that type of um, position being morally bereft. Yeah. If you will. Whether it's the church. Facts. Whether it's um, higher institutions, Scientology, <laughs> or in this case, you know, psychics, like some of these folks, they they may start off, yeah, but then, right with the best of intentions, but mm -hmm. then the rank gets too high, and they're like, "You come here, I'll tell you your future." Corruption, like she might have been psychic, and At then was point. like, "Yo, I'm trying to get this money." No, so when you go to this place, I just feel like 
before Adams Morgan was built up to be what it was. Like she just lived there and that was her house. And then they started building all these businesses around. And then she was like, <laughs> oh shit, how am I pay the rent? And so then she was like, let's think of something and put a sign out there and just says, we're going to charge you to be a psychic and put $5 and people going to be drunk and get a $5 hand reading. But when they get in here, we're going to charge them like 100 to $200. So she was also, watching Miss Cleo. Yeah. Back in the and 90s. Totally and she was like, <laughs> feels like that. I'm going to yeah. get it. I can't wait to see her. I can't wait. Well, check it out. Get metaphysical. It looks like she's been living there for a very long (laughs) time. I mean, that place hasn't been updated at least since like the 70s. Yeah. 60s, -hmm. maybe. I don't know. Well, shout out to all the uh, secretive, semi-shady, semi-seedy, or fully I'm <laughs> fully seated. Wait a minute. Fully planted. Businesses and venues in the Hard District pause. of Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> no, not seated. It was going in. Oh. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> fully seated. Deeply planted. Pause right there. Sorry. Shout out to vegetation, Cup which is clearly what Jay's referring to always but molly <laughs> tell us about the new biscuit joint that's opening up down the street oh my god well we can't talk about that yet why not it's not official yet uh, okay. it's a biscuit joint coming yes to? coming here we're gonna have fried chicken and biscuits like every show there's a fresh biscuit so i'm just gonna not eat the rest shop. of the week so that i can handle yeah <laughs> yeah now i'm gonna have to start riding like a 10 mile loop to work every day just like offset the amount of biscuits that's about to be in my life I feel you. I took a half a mile walk to go and get some pork chops. No, I got the salmon cake breakfast. <laughs> I think about that. That's a good way to like balance it out there, like having to walk or ride your bike there. Yeah. I feel like physical, so, you know, exercise is good. I got an Uber back home. I, oh. <laughs> I did not think that all the way through. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> it's not about a mad. mile there. And then, yeah, the walk back, it was just like. Not so much. Well, since we can't talk about the biscuit place yet for our, like, positive business shout out, um, I want to shout out two places. Uh, One is Eastern Market. It's a place dearly beloved here in the District of Columbia where you can get your fresh locally uh, raised and cut uh, fresh meats, vegetables, beautiful flowers, and the best raviolis. In the city. Mm, there are some bomb-ass raviolis yes. at Eastern Market. So, um, shout-out to Eastern Market, holding it down, <clears throat> yeah. building community, uh, great community space. It's about to be spring. I'm excited to go yes. there, shop around. Um, the other place I want to shout-out, which um, is open right now, is up in my neighborhood, which is the Tacoma <laughs> Farmer's Market, which you can go to on Sundays. Um, and they're open, I think from like, I don't know, like 8 a.m. to like 3 or something like that. Mm. I go around 10, 11, 12, and they're always open. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, pretty cold outside and it's still pretty awesome to, um, uh, be able to get fresh fruits and vegetables that are locally grown full of nutrients having not been shipped from across the nation or elsewhere Um, because you know the longer things are off of the vine or the tree that they came from it's dying a little bit each day so it's it's really the best when you get things that are 
locally produced and it reduces the carbon footprint For yes sure. that is my hippie life shout out hey. but uh i just went there this past weekend got some great vegetables some really amazing uh breads freshly made lots of dope mushrooms hey now from north cove mushroom farm hey that's right so uh there's shout lots out of to mushrooms shout out to mushrooms all kinds you know actually i used to hate mushrooms as a kid but um once you have them cooked in a good way then it's on i i remember and i don't think this place is there anymore i don't know if y'all remember um Citronelle in Georgetown, the uh, mm. Michelle Richard uh, restaurant. But he had these mushroom cigars there that were just to die oh, for. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is all coming back to me now. What's a yeah, mushroom yeah. cigar? The this mushroom is, cigar. This is like a James A. Beard awarded yes. restaurant. Always yes. like number one what, or two on the like, Washingtonian. You can what do they smoke look like? mushrooms? What are you talking about? No, oh. so it was like, so this is a French restaurant and just... The food is mouth-watering to die for. Um, the mushroom cigar, it was like he would chop up all these different types of mushrooms, like super, 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 super fine, um, roll it, and then, like, roll it in, like, some kind of phyllo dough, or but, like, super, mm. super thin. I remember this. And... Um, and then there was like a dip with it, but you'd get like three or four mushroom cigars and it tasted so good. It tasted like fresh meat inside of it. Yeah. Just the way like the different spices and stuff he put in it. So, you know, that was, that was like 10 years ago when I went there and, um, you know, I've always had the, um, the pleasure and pain of working in the yep. hospitality industry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whatever, but it's the truth. And, um, you know, so I had the privilege of working with lots of different awesome chefs um, and cooks throughout the city who just, you know, take things that you think are nasty and turn it into the most delicious thing ever. So I actually love mushrooms now. And uh, I'm mushrooms willing... Are the shit. They are. There's, there's a lot of uh, protein in mushrooms good meat substitute there's a lot of enlightenment in mushrooms as well there is that as well yes there is mushrooms hey, are hey, multifunctional hey. so shout out to mushrooms and again to the north mushroom farm <coughs> north cove mushroom farm i think they're in northern virginia um and uh, you can catch them at the tacoma farmer's market every sunday and I'm really excited for spring, you know, so we can get some more produce at uh, Eastern Market and Tacoma and all the other awesome farmers markets throughout the city. Because straight up, it's kind of hard to grow vegetables in the middle yeah. of winter. It is. So I'm ready for spring. Are you ladies ready for spring? Oh I my am. God. I'm so ready. I almost yeah. want to do a poem about it. I hate the wintertime so much. I wrote a whole ode Let's against it. have a poem for the next show. I'd love to hear a J. Mills poem. I know our fans would as well. Wouldn't you? <laughs> it is. Go ahead. But <laughs> I think it is that time. Oh, oh was, that was my poem snap, though. <laughs> it's time for the metaphysical snap. It anyway. can be a metaphysical poem snap. I'm snapping, oh, but I, don't, I can't do it, so I just kind of, like, hold my hand. Oh, you can't snap? <laughs> with this I'm one. trying to do the African snap. Like Lupita showed you on that video? Yeah, I can't viral. do it. Yeah, I can't do it. Ah, I just got to. Yeah, anyway. What's that snap? Don't hurt ourselves. No, nah, man. <laughs> okay, that's it. Honda forever. Honda forever. Um, 
man, today's metaphysical message. Y'all know that I don't have it premeditated. <laughs> I gotta like do it as it comes, hmm, if you will. But you know. <laughs> vote for J Mills. Vote for J Mills. <laughs> vote for J Mills, June nineteenth, because um, I like getting metaphysical, and I like love. And the message was about love. I was thinking a lot about like that word and how often it is interestingly used in everyday life, how many people have a fear of this word or a lack of respect for this word or inability to understand this word. Me personally, I've gone through a lot of things and I just was really, really inspired um, to reiterate this message that was given to me. We were thinking about inspirational women and I could not remember her name, so I couldn't mention it. I'm so sad. Mama, Mama G, Mama T, Mama. I met this clairvoyant spirit when I had a show in Philadelphia, and she came to me and she spoke to my soul, and she said to me that I need to say to people that I loved you before I met you. So I need you to say that. You need to say that. Tell them that you love them before you met them. And that was just so it's it it shook me deeply because it just, you know, we're taught that you got to earn love, that you got to do this. You got to do that. I got to I can't just give you love. I can't just love you. I got to get to know you first. But this idea that I loved you before, huh? Before I even met you, shout outs to you, Nikki, as you form this life. You know, I always speak oh. about the metaphysics of being a mother because there are things that you come to understand in truth as you form this life that you know, you know, you already know things about it. It's already changing you. Things that you, you know, you might not have eaten. Now you wanted things that you love. Now you can't. There's another consciousness that yeah. is going it's only going to get louder <laughs> until it's outside of you and then it's going to really be talking back but you know this idea of love before meeting someone and this divinity that we all possess as human beings on this planet earth with this divine gift of love because love transforms Love is life. Love is life. God is love. These words can be interchanged. Love is life. Life is love. Without love in your life, oh my God, you are lacking. And we ration our love. We've been taught from an improper culture, a misdefinition of what love is to the point where we cannot even conceive what true unconditional love is. Because most religions will tell you that there are things you can do that will have you outside of your most high love. That there are, you have to do this. You got to go to church. You got to sing this song. You got to pay these tithes. You got to wear your hair like this. Don't dress like that. Don't fuck them. Don't do all these things when true love is unconditional. Unconditional means unconditional means unconditional which means unconditional so there's nothing my child can do that will make me stop loving him there's nothing i don't care he has pooped on me peed on me threw up on me as a baby i didn't stop loving him now as a toddler 
<laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's ever dealt with a toddler, you understand, man. When I be seeing these stories about like somebody's kid that was like three year old, three years old, murder, and the kid always looks like an angel. And I'm like, after having a kid, I'm like, yo, somebody who did not know what unconditional love is fucked up because it's unconditional. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to lose it. And we've we got ourselves wrapped up in conditions. We got people we think that, oh, you know, you got to do this before I can love you. You got levels of love. I'm not going to do that until this. I can't spend this on this person because what they want, think you always putting these unnecessary limitations on your love. And you know what? All people know is all you show. And if you don't show them all of you, then they'll never know. While we are dealing and rationing out our love, we're rationing out our reality. You hold back on love. You're not being who you are. You're living a lie. How about that? Because love is life. It all comes back to that. (sighs) Love is not possessive. Very interesting in that, you know. (sighs) Love is not controlling. God so loved the world that he gave us free will. Like, for real, what does that mean? We got free will to choose to accept the love or not. How about that? Can you love even when your love is not accepted? Or or are you looking for something? Is your, Does your love have a condition? You only love somebody if they doing this for you. Hmm. Do you really know what love is? That's the moral of this metaphysical story. Love is so deep. It is so deep that there's no nothing no one has to do to get it. You are literally love. And as we as human beings, we're the one love. We have to be that love. To know somebody is to love them because with that knowledge, you understand them. There are things that a person can do that if you know them and you understand them, you will love them. But if a stranger were to do do that exact same thing, my brother could cuss me out, Joan on me, I'll Joan him out, but let somebody else say these very (laughs) same things. Completely different reaction. You can't do that because you don't know me how many times we done been like ho 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 fuck you think i am (laughs) you don't know me like that oh so in these times i say once again that word that was given to me i loved you before i even met you when you find yourself ego tripping and about to be like i ain't about to fuck with this remember you are love This person was brought into your life to teach you something. And whether they understand the value of your love, that's not your problem. The earth turns its back on the sun. It gets wintertime every year. Every year we turn our back and move real far from the sun until the point where we begging for that sun to come back. Word to today. Please remember. (laughs) Please remember. It don't matter whether they want your love or not. They run away from your love or not. Who the fuck cares? You are a star. Eternal in your light. Eternal in your love. Claim it. Call it. Do it without fear. Love is life, y'all. That's my message. Word. A good positive message. Yeah, man. We need to probably hear it like every day. Because (laughs) 
Yo, the world is in some serious need of more what love right now. What the world needs is love. Yes, the world needs your love. Okay, it's a Christmas song, but still. Well, we sang on the show today. <laughs> she sang. I just got that. You two didn't. No, I snapped. <laughs> and <laughs> and I didn't do me like that, we, Y'all know y'all know the words. We said show at the beginning. Show. We did a little jingle. Show is nothing. Well, for us, <laughs> it kind sure, of you is. you don't want me to sing, I promise. Actually, I do. <laughs> it's the world needs your love. They try to get me to rap it's on the, the world show. needs like, your love and, and your song. Well, I want to thank you, Sherry, for joining us on our little quirky show here again. Um, folks, check out beforeharlem.com. Follow Sherry on Instagram at Before Harlem. Um, and certainly follow, like, and share the Eminem Show One Love um, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, because we will be continuing to promote uh, Sherry's website there and all the awesome dope events because I personally love it. And I run yeah. the social media for her shows. <laughs> So, again, thank you, Sherry, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. yes. Enjoy the evening. Awesome. Well, DC, good night. Hope you enjoyed all the wisdom nuggets from J Mills Metaphysical Moment. <laughs> bucket of nuggets. And our conversation. We need a bucket of nuggets. And we will see you all next week, next Tuesday at 9. Uh, and we will be having Uptown XO. XO! Oh, show. Little DC yes. music scene. I'm excited um, about that. The homie. We'll, we'll, you know, probably bring it back to one of our more. Um, boring political guests because hey. this is the Eminem show. <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>